There's no hoppers like show hoppers like no hoppers we know. Hello everyone and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we are covering only Murders in the Building, Season 3, Episode 6, Ghost Light. I am Mr. Sal, a high school science teacher, watching Only Murders in the Building Season 3 for the first time because it is new to Hulu, and it's very exciting, and I'm watching it and covering it with my co-host and former student, Kurt. And Kurt, question for you. Oh, yeah? Is my podcast voice matronly and shrill? You should quit. You, you should just give it up, Mr. Sal. <laughs> just, just quit. <laughs> you know I'm a fan of quitting. Oh, what's that? Oh, well, no, oh, yeah, that, that's an actual thing. Yeah, that's yeah, you love thing. quitting. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking, is that a reference to the episode? No, I no I'm, a, I'm a big proponent yeah. of quitting. So uh, don't, don't tell me to quit because I may just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love to quit. My favorite thing. You know, I love more than starting new projects, quitting. <laughs> anyway. That's right, Kurt. Oh, Kurt, did you watch this? Yeah. Oh, good. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna need you to have watched it in order to guess your rating. Ratings. Well, Kurt, I'll tell you what. I think, I think you really loved Jerry. I think you thought he was was very funny, uh, Jerry Blau. I think uh, you thought Charles was very funny in this episode. I think you really liked what happened with Howard and KT. I think you thought that was pretty funny. Uh, I don't think you really cared much about Mabel and Tauber until the break I've seen at the end, which you were into. So uh, I think you liked this episode. I don't think it's your favorite episode, but I think you liked it enough to give it a nine. I think you thought the Charles and Oliver stuff was really funny. Uh, Charles, you thought was funny, but that was by Oliver. I think you were engaged with because of the Jerry stuff and the connection with Loretta and his kind of decision making for the episode. Mabel and Tauber, I think you liked. I think you liked Mabel and Charles Friction. Uh, Howard, Katie, I don't think you care too much for, unless you have some sort of personal relation with that. I don't think you do, though. But I don't know. Did, did one of your parents tell you to quit theater? I, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll soon find out. Uh, so I don't think you... Yeah, one way, I, I think you were indifferent to that storyline. So overall, I, I, I'd say you did enjoy the episode. I think you gave it a nine. Okay. Uh, this is my least favorite one so far. I agree as well. It's my least oh, favorite episode. Okay. <laughs> I, right, I agree yeah. with you. Yeah, I almost I, I gave, gave it an eight, but I gave it I, a nine. Oh, I, I did give it an eight. I, I, I Yeah, I I watched it the first time and I was like, man, I don't think I laughed oh, <laughs> at all. Uh, and there wasn't really anything emotional other than the breakup scene. And... I don't think they did too much to further the plot either. So I'm really not sure no, they didn't. what this episode was was setting out to accomplish. Um, well, for anyway, for me yeah. to for me to counteract you, we kind of have to do favorite scenes. <laughs> I feel okay. That. All right. Well, well, let me let me just finish with saying what I was yeah, about to point. say. So, um, I, you know, I like that there's a wedge being you know inserted between the three podcasters. I, I like that part. I think that. Jerry was hysterical. Like, I, I loved Jerry. Um, although I don't think that uh, Oliver's story really went anywhere. I thought it was just entertaining. I, I guess he he made the decision. It makes to, yeah, he makes a decision mirror, to kind of but, yeah to like now he's on Team Loretta. He's, he's the investigation. He's memory holding it. Sure. If if you've seen Memento, that's all I'll say. <laughs> um, you know, th so there's that. Uh, you know, I I liked the Howard and KT stuff, but it really didn't do anything for anything. Mm -hmm. uh, Ma Mabel, Mabel, and Charles, I thought were like pointless in this episode, <laughs> like, other than the, the you know the breakup at the end. Because I, honestly, like the Charles stuff to me did nothing. I agree. I think the Charles stuff like, was pointless. <laughs> I think there was some comedy in it. It was like, funny. Thought, but... It was funny, but it, it was outright pointless. I, you, I mean, you consider like coping or dealing with his, you know, life stresses. You know, recently mm -hmm. being left by Joy and whatnot. But uh, and it, I it wasn't that great. I think we're also picking up on a trend here. If Loretta and Ben are not in the episode, <laughs> we, episode. we don't like the episode as much. So those two I, have a lot to do with it. 
Yeah, I mean, talking for the individual storylines, Howard KT didn't really care for it. I mean, again, I get all these storylines were somewhat funny, so I don't yeah. know without saying, but didn't care for the Howard KT stuff really. We'll see if it ends up mattering in, in any way. Charles, same goes for Charles. Like that. It seemed like really nothing happened mm-hmm. there. Oliver's and Mabel's, I, I think, was was better. Uh, I actually didn't really care too much for Jerry. I didn't hate him, but like I didn't think he was yeah. hysterical. I, I did think he was very funny. Um, I thought I thought Oliver was still funny in the, I thought Oliver was more funny in their interactions, but it's probably just because I know Oliver better as a character. Yeah, uh, like when you know he almost died of a heart attack. I thought that was really funny. You know, uh, okay, the, so the heart attack thing is interesting because like he mentions but it here. And he did the second time he's mentioned yeah. it. I'm about to say, but we've seen nothing from him. Personally I know it's like with regards to the heart attack. They just dropped it. It feels like I, I seriously that and and there's something else too. That I can't remember right now, but yeah. Oh, oh, Mabel having to move out in a matter of got to be days at this point. Oh, that 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 doesn't bother me. I, I just figured that'd be like season finale little stuff or maybe something else going on. But this is this is starting to feel like Chekhov's heart attack. It does in a way. I was thinking. I don't know. It's not even that. Just the fact they don't even acknowledge it as much as I think they should. They they've acknowledged it in two jokes. Mm-hmm. But he's told no other characters and we haven't seen him trying to cope or deal with it. Like we haven't seen him trying to lower stress levels. No. But like like it could have been really good. We would have made his stuff better for me is if he acknowledged the fact like perhaps his investigation's really stressing him out. Mm-hmm. And he feels it'd be less stressful. If he stopped trying to think Loretto's the murderer or something, that's like one one of the reasons why he decided to be on team loretta right or least, right you know try to stop this investigation and it's a great point think but might they didn't a, do that no <laughs> maybe they a, will but right but it might have been a convenient place to drop it in the breakup scene like look guys like yeah. i'm under a lot of stress and i really can't be yeah like, even if he doesn't even if he doesn't say it out loud if like they just do a nod so us the audience like, oh yeah he's mm-hmm. dealing with that recent heart attack like if they go mm-hmm. he's just i'm just not doing well with stress uh, something like that just whatever. yeah but he, he he's not really acknowledging it it's just like what was the point of him having the heart attack? It almost feels like we'll see. I if know, it comes into play, but it it just feels like it was pointless. Yeah. Now, yeah, we haven't even seen his son since. Like anyway, no, well, that's so. the only episode Willie's been in. But yeah, I don't know. It, it's I, I, I'm a little frustrated with this episode because I really feel like this was literally a filler episode. Like, like yeah, you know, you're making me want to go down to an eight. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, all so Oliver and um, Jerry. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, there's some plot stuff there. Ultimately, no, I think the not, most I mean, plot. Have, ultimately, there is, but only because of the breakup scene at the end. I guess. It's, yeah, that's I mean, right. Like uh, everything kind of feeds into that, but I will still argue there's some plot stuff besides the point because I don't know whether it will matter, but we know that Jerry was around somewhere looking at things for the night of the murder uh, yeah, we'll see that comes so. into play at all and also it's how oliver learns that you know charles hunch and whatnot which so perhaps led yes part of the breakup but like we didn't minor. learn that we i know i know <laughs> it's not it's not it's not a great plot point that it does but it's more than what charles stuff does and whatnot okay it's a little bit of plot it's not that great i'm not sure i know to find it that much, but there is some plot it, it's like I, I feel like they spent this episode catching the characters up on each other, which yeah, that is true. I, I, it does I, feel that way. Yeah. I, and, and not even fully because nobody still knows about the heart attack and nobody still knows that uh, Loretta's got the scrapbook. I guess it's Oliver with all the secrets really, but um, I, and the, I guess the one big like hint dropped in this episode is the handwriting but they showed us that in the first like 30 seconds they did <laughs> so, <laughs> i mean i don't know anyway uh, i have a little bit to say about the handwriting but anyhow we we can we, we can talk about our favorite scenes i guess well one of the, i just want to talk about the mabel and tobert storyline oh, which okay, is sure. i think mabel and tobert as like a couple whatever I mean, tobert's a little too mysterious he's pretty high on both yeah. of our list of being the potential killer he's just He's just too mysterious for me to really connect with them that much. But yeah. I think of the three, her storyline was the best just because there was more plot. Like, at least we can get some rationale behind Jonathan. And uh, I liked the friction between her and Charles over, like, Tobert. And it's kind of, um, it's, it's definitely hypocritical, you know, yeah. how Charles can be with Jan, who did turn out to be the killer, and was with Joy and... Mm. 
no need to, you know, point fingers at Charles. Granted, they weren't as involved in the investigation, but yeah. So I, the the one thing that I will give this episode mm-hmm. um, is that I really don't know what happens next episode. Whereas previous episodes, mm-hmm. they've like ended each episode highlighting, you know, looking, person. Put, yeah. yeah, pointing the fa- flashlight at the next person. And then they've debunked it in the very next episode. I really don't know where they point that flashlight in this upcoming episode. So that's a good thing, I guess. That's a good thing. Another worrying thing, though. We've yet to see anything with our Dickie, which worries me. Well, <laughs> I mean, they haven't, they haven't, they haven't honed in on Dickie. Why does that worry you? Because it makes me think he's a murderer. But that's who we both have at the top of our list. I don't know if I want him to be the murderer, though. Right, because <laughs> if we've had him on the top of our list for all, like five of the six episodes or all six episodes, mm-hmm. it's not very satisfying if we figured it out episode one. Yeah, so well, well, whatever. Yeah. That's its own other thing. But okay, yeah, yeah we can, we can get into the favorites. Didn't have the producers. We haven't had the producers in a long time. Uh, exa- mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Favorite scenes. Kurt, you picked the breakup scene. I'm done. So did you. Yes, I did. Okay, I did too. I, you know, we could talk about it. So the reason I gave it a nine, the reason I gave it a nine was because of the breakup scene. I was like, ah, oh, you know it's, what? It's, I, it's I, I, I like this. It, it is It is literally, I wrote this buoys the entire episode. It does. Because <laughs> it, it makes Oliver's storyline better to me uh-huh. is why I defend it because kind of his chat with Jerry is what gives him the rationale of I'm going all in. Good title for the episode as well, by the way, on Loretta. <laughs> and he decides uh, the show must go on, and he, you know, so that 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 makes his storyline better. Charles, whatever Charles isn't doing too much in the episode, but we, you know, we we get the the friction between the other characters, you know, that he's had and they've had building up. And Mabel has her stuff. Syndicanics brought back up. I'm sure we'll be seeing her again now. So I look oh God, I hope that. so. I really hope so. I don't think so, so though. You really? Oh, okay. No, I don't think Mabel turns to Cinda. I think I think she's just gonna go all in on Tobert. Oh, that's another great title for the episode. All in. <laughs> I don't even think of that one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean the break the break the breakup scene is, I think, by far the best scene. It's not even close. Like, there's I, there's I, nothing I, close. I, I, I am also going to lower this down to an eight because <laughs> I yeah. think about it. I'm like, because that, that, I only saw this episode once, and I, yeah, that scene really buoys it because yeah. the Howard and KT stuff I don't really care for, and I, I don't care for the Charles stuff. Yeah, and the Alpha stuff's not that great, and I'm not really that into Mabel and Tober together in general. Right, but that's ah, whatever. But no. that 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 breakup scene, class. It was it was great. The breakup scene was fantastic. Oh, I'll say this: that breakup scene was fantastic, and so was Oliver. Early on in the episode, I thought it was pretty good too. When they first get there, Oliver kind of is like when they first quickly split up, and like Oliver's running there, he's comparing the writing and stuff. I actually thought, I feel like it devolved, <laughs> it devolved the episode. Yeah, I, I, I mean, well, you know what's? They just did an episode last week where they separated the three of them and they each did their own thing and then they did it again this week mm-hmm. so I, that's true yeah i i i'm just not i'm not sure two but i'm not sure back-to-back episodes of that was the right move but anyway uh, uh it might just be the way they did that but well, definitely is the way they did it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, i'm not opposed to them not always like i, I think it could have been fine yeah just so all right i don't know well, so yeah, let's, let's, talk, let's I, talk about our favorite scene though yeah so so i did i, I like how in this scene it, it kind of starts as just a, a spat between oliver and charles you know it's it's mm-hmm. like you know you hit you hit ben and what do you, and i was uh, you got to get your production under control like I, I quit and all this other stuff and then oliver just like rounds on mabel when she talks about the investigation at all and it's really venomous like you're like a dog yeah. with a bone like it's a, it's 
Grown up jobs matter. Oh my god, that was so biting. But I and he he calls attention to the fact that they already arrested somebody for, for this. So I, I do I what I like about this, what I really love about this is this this kind of reminds me of the flipping the pieces episode in season two, where Mabel kind of chooses what memories to forget and chooses to look to to uh forget certain events in her life oliver seems here to be consciously choosing to prioritize his his production even if it means there's a murderer in, in the cast doesn't matter to him even better for death rattle they yeah. could be great death rattle dazzle get it right <laughs> yeah but and this is, of course, overlaid with the Howard and uh, KT and apparently uh, confirmation of Ghost Gideon, which is that's also kind of weird that they they actually brought a supernatural natural element into this thing. But whatever. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, the, I mean, the light turned on, but I, I... no, the, but it's the wind. The, the light doesn't. Oh, yeah. Right. The, like, the wind like, <laughs> like blows the paper out of Howard's hands. It's like, Jerry. Jerry. Yeah. OK, Jerry. But anyway, so I but the, the Fisher that's happening, the schism between the three podcasters is is really great, you know, and, and I don't know about you, but uh, I remember going off to college and uh, before I in, in the period of time leading up to going off to college like that summer before, like I remember just being really annoying and, and really like and every time my parents would call me out for it, I'd say, oh, I'm just, you know, helping to get used to the idea of me not being around. Making it easy for you to say goodbye. <laughs> so, so, like, I, when Mabel says to Charles, "You and Oliver are getting on my last nerve," um, and I wonder how much of that is she sees the writing on the wall that she's going to move out, and and there's really not going to be much between them anymore. And she's trying to distance herself from them just as much as they're trying to distance themselves from her. So. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's something to that. Maybe there's not. Maybe. Maybe there's something to that. I, I, I to try and distance yourself. What do you do you mean they're doing it purposefully? No, subconsciously. Oh, like okay. You know, what if Charles is actually the murderer? <laughs> this is break of the trio. This is something that partially makes the episode like and maybe I'll be wrong. I don't think I'll be wrong. But I, I have a sneaking suspicion this is not the end of the trio working together. Um, I think uh, it is for at least an episode or two. Yeah, yeah, for an episode or two. I, I have a sneaking suspicion they will all come back together. Yeah. That, and, that's, sure. and that kind of, like, lessens it to me. This whole yes. breakup is because I was like, I think I need to get back together before the season's over, or at least for <laughs> the finale. Like, there's not yeah. now. I think it'd be pretty cool if they didn't, right? Yeah. If they keep that episode, like, I, I think the dynamic between them is cool. So, I wonder what they're going to do yeah. instead of that. But if they could make it work with, with the trio dying, fine. That, that's <laughs> an interesting thing. But I, I, I suspect that the. I no, doubt it. We'll I, well, he, Me too. But what what would have to happen in order for them to get back together? I think it would mean that there would have to be an end to Mabel and Tobert. I think I think what it would be is Mabel realizing something about Tobert, and mm -hmm. then them or like getting Charles or Oliver to help her out, mm -hmm. or vice versa. They realize something about Tobert and warn, try to warn her. Okay. That's, that's yeah. What, that's what I am. Yeah, I, but yeah, I, I think you're I, right. I think something with Tobert. Yeah, so I don't think I don't think Tobert and Mabel are are long as a couple for this series. She doesn't have a good track record of it in the series. No, it would be nice if there was an actual formal breakup, though. <laughs> I mean, there kind of that was with, with Alice, but then it was very nebulous in the last episode of season two. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah, because then they did the whole pretending to get the killer thing. Yeah, which is interesting, but. I look back at it with some confusion. <laughs> I should really watch that. <laughs> you know. Anyway, all right. Well, anything else we want to say about our favorite scene here? It was, you know, some some episodes in series. It's hard to pick out a favorite scene because either a they're all just kind of flat together, 
Yep. B, there's just so many great scenes. Which one do you pick? Yep. This one falls in C. It is clearly the best scene. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there you go. That's, yeah, that's I, how I feel. I totally agree. All right. Well, if that's the case, then it's time to play our favorite game. Who Your said it? Your favorite game. Who said it? Sorry for cutting you off there, but it's it's your favorite game. It's it's my favorite game. I, I, it's it's the game that you invented, so you uh-huh. can play and be really good at. Uh, you invent a game, then. <laughs> You're right. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. All right. I should invent I've, a game I'm really good at. Yeah, you should. I, I've got three quotes for you. Okay. Three. Okay. And I feel you like we're gonna get quote inflation here. Like, are we ever gonna get up to four? No, I mean, when I invented the game, I said two it was or two three. To three. It's just, yeah, it's just, and and for a little while, you did two a couple of times. I I think I may have done two once, but I I prefer three. So if I can find I three, three, I'm going to do three. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to okay. try four next time. No, I don't do that. Uh, that's fine, actually. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't care if you do. The more the merrier. I much prefer to be on the end that you're on right now. The guessing. Really? That, oh yeah, that's oh, way I harder for to me a... to figure out which quotes to give you. Oh man, I'd way rather be on the other end. I don't like being um, under the gun. Maybe we should play this game from one way. One sided, yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, we'll, sorry. We'll we'll talk about it. Anyway, yeah. all right, your first quote. You ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. You're irrelevant to the show, therefore you're irrelevant to me. Oh, see, this is a trick one. You try to get me, it's KT to Howard. Yes, yes. What, what do you mean it's a trick one? I my head immediately went, Oh, Oliver must have said that. Uh. <laughs> immediately went to Oliver. I feel like that's a that's a trick question. But it's yes, the first scene we see with KT and Howard alone together. That's right. That's right. So, they're they're checking the fly space and she she says she tells him I never lock my office door and I didn't on opening night. So mm-hmm. I guess we should probably track that. I, I wrote it down as something to noteworthiness that we, yeah. we have we have conflicting evidence on the you know KT's office being locked, which is either one of them is lying slash wrong, or right. they're both correct. She left it unlocked, it was locked for Howard, and something has occurred, you know, someone locked it for some reason. But, right. Yeah, exactly. So I, um, I think it's noteworthy. I, I, I don't I, I feel like this is actually important. Too, yeah, I, do, I I think it might be as well. So anyway, so that that's like the important bit of information here. And then the the, the character development stuff is that they share their sure. dreams, right? That, that, yeah. Not not the the good the dreams. Negative, yeah, there. This is the good type of dream sharing, not the sleeping dream sharing. They share their dreams. Howard wanted to be an actor. KT wanted to be a director, and she tells him that after over forty shows, I think she says specifically. 43 shows in this theater. She knows how to handle Gideon. You don't sweep him away. You include him. Gideon, of course, is the, the alleged ghost of the theater. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of hope one day... Well, I, don't, I take that back. I don't hope I end this way. But I would think it's pretty cool if I was remembered as like a, someone that's haunting someplace. <laughs> like if I died in some park and like, oh, the ghost <laughs> of Kurt haunts this bench. Watch out. It's going to get you. It'll get you. Watch out. You feel that cold <laughs> chill? That's Kurt haunting you. Ooh. <laughs> I think that would be pretty sick. Uh, I, 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 I guess <laughs> I guess I, I wish that for you then. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Are you ready for quote number two? Yeah. Yes, I remember. Remind me. Oliver to Jerry when Jerry brings up the like the 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 life changing quote uh, Oliver gave him about decision making. See, you're good at this game, Kurt. Yes, exactly right. Jerry uh, talks about their, how far they go back. They go, they go back to their original hairlines, which I, I really like that one. Um, but he's, and then he says, you know, you taught me that as, as a director, the only wrong choice is no choice. Indecision is death. And so he kind of convinces Oliver that he needs to choose what's important to him. Is it? Being with Loretta? Is it the show? Is it the investigation? What's the priority here? And then do everything you can to get it. 
See, I liked the scene in the Oliver Jerry stuff. Like this is this is a good thing in Oliver's. Yeah, kind of a, that, I, that. I did too. I mean, the, the thing about like all these other scenes are like forty seconds long, so it's not like it's a long scene. But it's 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 good. It's high quality. It's good. This, I like this one. All right, I like that I got it right. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna get this one though. Okay, <laughs> this is this is the hardest one. Are you ready? All right, oh, yeah, yeah, hit me. It's a Three's Company reference. Howard to, to them in the beginning. Uh, when, what? <laughs> I, I the only re- the, the only reason I remember that is because I I thought about writing that down and like saying that to you in some way <laughs> in fashion. Oh my <laughs> right. god! Do you even know what Three's Company is? Nope. <laughs> no i don't oh my god that's hysterical oh my god yeah so he he calls them jack janet and i can't remember uh, if he said cindy or i can't remember what the last one's name is so the last character the, yeah. the, 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 the character changed names after a few episodes uh, uh-huh. on that show but it was, it was about a guy who lived with two girls and it was, uh, I want to say the 80s. It might have been even the late 70s, but early 80s, I think, is when it ran. And I mean, it was it was pretty funny. It was, it was all right. I, I watched it, but well, if, if I watched it, it must have been early 80s then because it wasn't late 70s if I was watching it. Anyway, <laughs> all right. But anyway, yeah. So Howard, uh, this is when Howard's kind of spilling the beans here. He's convinced yeah. that Ben died because he didn't sweep away the ghost of Gideon gooseberry on opening night because the broom was in katie's closet and the closet was locked and he really tries not to talk to her because of her casual cruelty and also bad breath and he uh, swears that he saw the ghost of gideon today while he was sleeping the ghost in quotes was wearing a red coat and a cap just like dr c i said right there before tybert calls attention to it later i wrote it down right at this point so I'm very proud of myself. You should uh, congratulate me, Kurt. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, you lost me there. What did oh. you write down? As soon as they said, as soon as Howard said he was wearing his signature red coat and cap, I said, okay, ah, I got, "Oh, okay, I see. I see. Just okay. like Doctor C." And then, yes, okay, I see that. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, oh, good on you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks. It didn't actually turn out to be Doctor C, though. No, so. it didn't. That's why. <laughs> So, but Tauber is uh, uh, surpri- surprises Charles, Charles and Oliver. Oh, you know, guy in towel! And Oliver, has, uh, what did what did Charles say? Guy in towel. Uh, spoiler alert! <laughs> and then, no, that's not right. Uh, plot twist. No, still no. <laughs> anyway, uh, Oliver has a new headlight tooth. We find out. Oh, and yeah. He, and the original three podcasters decide to go with Howard back to the theater. Oliver is hiding his scrapbook uh, find. He hasn't told them about that yet. And Howard thinks there's a murderous ghost on the loose ready to strike again. Three's a company. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I actually got that one. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Oh, boy. I remember the opening credits. They were like in a zoo. <laughs> they were like, yeah, come and knock on our door. Take a step that is new. Anyway, <laughs> I watched it a lot, apparently. <laughs> 80s TV theme songs are indelibly and in eternally like branded onto my brain. Well, here's what I'll say about like older like older TV, like same with like kids' cartoons when I was younger and stuff, right? They used to mm-hmm. summarize what the show is. Like in it, or like you know, they kind of oh, yeah. explain the concept of the show. I don't really see that much anymore now. Like yeah. introductions are mostly just musical. Yeah, and they're always just fine. Like I'm, I'm thinking of all the recent series you've seen. Like Outer Range doesn't do that. Yeah. Only Murders in the Buildings musical. We did um White Lotus doesn't do that. Mrs. Davis doesn't do that. Like Last of Us didn't do that. No, no, no one gives a narrative like explanatory. Well, granted, they're also all serial, and. Mm-hmm. You know, like a sitcom makes sense for that. A kids' TV show makes sense for that because you could tune in on any episode. So it's it's nice for the introduction yeah. to kind of quickly bring you up to speed. I guess it makes right. sense why they don't sit yeah. there and only murders in the building. <laughs> explain. Right. Ozark did a good job of it with the symbols. 
Yeah. Or just, just, just bring it, just some symbols. You're right. Yeah. 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 Actually, that's pretty. You're right. That's pretty class. Yeah. I love. I love the symbols in Ozark. I, the symbols I, are know, a cool concept. So maybe we should, incorpor- we should incorporate that as a segment on our podcast. Yeah. The symbols a visual for every element. episode. Yeah. Well, we I can't mean, show listeners. No. 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 Just like we each Imagine pick two symbols and explain. Oh, why does it have to be letter oriented? Yeah. Just- Oh, well, no. see, that's going to be the difficult it doesn't, part. It doesn't have to be letter-oriented. Okay, just, check out the letter part. That's fair. Yeah, then. Yeah. Just four, like, icons that we can and really, use to describe the episode. Especially near the end. They were really using that letter thing optionally in Ozark. Like, I, K? Know. I know. I don't know what they're doing half the time for the K. Just putting anything there. <laughs> All right, well, anyway, getting, yeah. getting back to Illuminators in the building here. Like, that's... Um, this is kind of the setup to where we're heading in the episode. So, I, hey, you know what? You're three for three. That's pretty good, Kurt. Thank you. I mean, they pretty good. I studied a lot for this this one this time. Well, that's good. You should do that every time. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, other stuff that I found funny, I, I, I didn't throw out as a as a quote for this, but like he has hands like an American girl doll. That. Oliver talking about Howard. I, I like the concept that Charles brought President McKinney. Like the, the, the idea that his goldfish might have um trauma. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I do love him leaving. Even though it was so uh, Joy's leaving, not Jan. Uh, yeah, but, sure, <laughs> that was rule four, Andy. Even though it was so obvious that it was gonna happen. Oh, he's he, a flush again. When he <laughs> flushed the toilet and leaned into the tank and said, Mr. President. <laughs> that was very funny. I thought that was good. I thought it was funny when he brought up his the second assassination. Yeah, right. The second Those of you that don't know, McKinley was assassinated. Yeah. <laughs> In Buffalo, actually, I think. <laughs> oh, man. I, I didn't love the puppet show, but one thing I did love about the puppet show is first of all his misquoting Jerry's misquoting of Loretta. <laughs> yeah. Then he, he corrects himself. Oh, it could have been. I mean, I don't know. I'm only getting every three words up here in the rafters. But um but then also when he refers to Charles, he says, now the albino fella comes along. <laughs> I did like that too. Anyway, um I liked uh, just a dash of math. Just describing his cocktail right. medications. Yeah. Yes, yes. Which actually, they they do mention here. Yes, later but it's on not the autopsy. It's not in the autopsy, mm. so I think that's something else we need to pay attention to. But, uh, so have you? You've never seen Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, have you? No, I have not. Okay, it's a Steve Martin movie from also from the eighties, and I'm um, no early nineties, I think. Same anyway, thing to me. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, Steve Martin movie, uh, Michael Caine, very funny, very funny movie. But at, at one, basically, the, the two of them play con men who are like com- competing. <laughs> yeah, they they're competing for this to territory. Oh yeah, I have. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so so they're competing for territory, uh, and they the the competition is to scam this woman out of fifty thousand dollars. Okay, so. But um, they keep trying to sabotage each other. So, like, at one point, uh, oh, I'm sorry. At first, they try to like play nice. They try to like just team up for other mm-hmm. people. Uh, and Michael Caine has Steve Martin playing his like brother, but his brother is like s- severely mentally disabled. Okay, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, it's very inappropriate at this point but one of the things that he does when when michael kane introduces him to this woman that they're trying to scam he says mother and they say no that's not your mother he says not mother so when he said when he busted out of the door of the fog room here and mabel says charles and he goes mother all i could think of was straight around scoundrels so i don't know if it was intended that that way or not but that but that's that's how i took it but anyway he says i was trapped years went by do i have a beard is snl still on which steve martin is uh one of the most frequent hosts of snl so anyway uh it's 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 pretty funny i thought that was really funny 
uh, I did have to kind of look past the idea that this fog machine might be loaded up and plugged in in a prop storage closet. But why? Could it be battery powered? I doubt it. <laughs> if it was battery powered, I'm surprised the battery is still alive. But I mean, the fact the fact that they have it loaded, ready to go, and plugged in, but in the prop. Well, I get a moment's notice. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I thought the concept of burrito sods was was really funny. Oh yeah, Chipotle app. It actually <laughs> gave me a. I don't want to spoil it, but I'm sure I, now. Whenever we get referred to like some food company, it makes me think of a series. Do, do you know what I'm referring to? Chipotle specifically? No, it's not Chipotle. It's Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Not a spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. <Yeah>, so, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I know. Maybe we need to go to Chipotle, Kurt. I've never gone to Chipotle. What? Yeah. Well, now we have to go to Chipotle. I only just recently went to Chick-fil-A for the first time. And now yeah, I've been there twice. I I've, like never, I've, actually, I've actually never been to Chick-fil-A, but... <laughs> I know. There's we got to right, go there sometime. There's one right in town. <laughs> I've never been there. Whoa. In my defense, it's only been in town for like... Hasn't been a while. Less than a year. It is, it is, yeah. yeah, it's... Yeah, nah. Oh. But anyway, all right. You've well, never been to Chick Fil A. Okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> all right, let's Kurt. Let's enter the recap. Howard gives us the opening monologue about haunted theaters like the Gooseberry. Charles and President McKinley are alone. Oliver has matched the F and the P an effing pig, and four comps from Loretta's scrapbook. And Howard knocks on Mabel's door and says, I killed Ben. Glenroy. He does throw the last name in. <laughs> so. And then we get the whole idea of the ghost. It's very misdirection to, to have the, the, the cold open end with Howard saying, I killed Ben Glenroy. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be gutsy by the show if they just outed the killer in episode six. Halfway through the season, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. Oh man! I mean, the thing is, like, there are two at least two things they're trying to solve here, right? The the poison or the the collapse on stage and the fall down the elevator shaft. I don't want to call them murder, actually, but um, they're trying to solve two things, and so it would not surprise me if they solve one of them very soon. And that's then save true. the other one for the end. They they have a cool environment here where they, they could make typically they don't well they did in this episode where none of the three main characters are in a scene like Katie and Howard, they still do. That's true. They, they don't typically do that, but no. it, it would be interesting. And they did it last season with Poppy and Cinda, so mm-hmm. it would be really cool. If we found out the killer, like, wait, like, maybe next episode, like, they showed us, the viewer, the killer. But now we get to see the next few episodes of, like, almost a cat and mouse game now. Mm. I think that'd be interesting. That would a be. different angle, at least. A different angle on it. Yeah, that would be interesting. All right. So uh, we'll skip ahead to the theater where the ghost, like, goes out and two sandbags nearly brain Charles. Which now, actually, did you watch this episode twice? Yes, I did. Thinking of it now, but the knowing that's Jerry doing it, yeah, Jesus, yeah, that's pretty funny. Think about it, yeah. actually. And, and, and what's funnier is when Howard's in the theater by himself, knowing that it's Jerry. When he says, "Gideon Gooseberry, is that you?" He goes, "Sure." You're right. It's pretty funny. Anyway, all right. Howard goes to Katie's office to get the broom and and f's up her highlighting, which she proceeds to shred. And they zoom in on the shredder. Why are they zooming in on the shredder? Mm. I did pause to see what it was that was she was highlighting, and it was like page one of the script. It wasn't anything like nefarious. So I don't know, but they they zoomed in on this shredder. It's possible. So I'm wondering if the reason that Katie's office was locked was because someone was shredding something in there. Mm. Actually, I should have saved that until later. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll mention it again later, but <laughs> I, I think that's maybe something. Actually, the more I think about it, the more I really like that. And I'm very disappointed with myself for giving it away right now. 
Well, now I have a good point for later, too. How, how about you edit that out, Kurt? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, KT ch- uh, takes small hands Howard to safely check the fly, safety check the flies. Uh, Mabel notices that this, there's a sign-in sheet, and she wants to compare the handwriting with the lipstick writing on the mirror, but Oliver doesn't like that idea and sneaks off with that hand, that uh, handwriting sample clipboard while Mabel and Charles talk about why he brought President McKinley. <laughs> and Charles tells her to be careful about involving Tavert in the investigation. And then goes out, he leaves to go find a container in the prop closet for President McKinley, who's losing water. And she's very annoyed at being left alone. Again, Oliver's off doing whatever the hell he's doing, and Charles is off to find the prop closet. And Mabel, again, is the only person investigating. Oliver, the beginning of the breakup. Yeah, exactly. Oliver doesn't see the similarity between the mirror and Loretta's handwriting, but he calls, well, I shouldn't say Loretta's handwriting, the handwriting from Loretta's uh, scrapbook. Sign in. Or, or, or was it in the scrapbook? Or the sign it was, in, it, it was, it was oh, in yeah. the scrapbook, yeah. You're right, yeah. So, But he calls the others in. He, he actually was going for it there. He he's he calls to them, guys, there's something you need to see. So he was about to tell them, but he gets distracted by Jerry and he climbs a ladder and he goes into this little room. He uh it's he calls it the Phantom of the Opera's College dorm room, and he sees a red coat and a cap, and he gets his mouth covered. We don't know by who yet. It's Jerry. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Meanwhile, Charles finds water for President McKinley in the tank of a toilet, but gets locked in the prop closet, which that's another funny thing. There's a toilet in the prop closet, but okay. Um, anyway, Oliver bites the hand of Jerry Blau, and Jerry, who is also a director, recognizes Oliver. But Donna fired him off the show like a year ago, which I don't understand this. Was he the director? You know, I didn't even question that. I don't know if he was doing maybe, maybe, maybe he was doing like some other role for Oliver, like backup maybe. director. I, I don't know. Well, I, how, I don't know. How, Howard is the assistant, so I, I don't know. Maybe, I, I, but anyway, he was somehow fired off the show uh, about a year ago by Donna, and now he's squatting in the theater because he and his I think they say this that it was his husband. Uh, had a disagreement about how he was going to pay his part of the mortgage because he got fired off of the show. But good news is this place is free. Mabel is Can't surprised. Be free. Yeah, Mabel is surprised to find Tobert, who is there because he tailed Jonathan there. Then we get the Howard and KT. Uh, so I, I want to stop there though. Do, do you believe that Tobert actually tailed Jonathan there? I mean, Jonathan is there. Okay. So yes, I do. You All don't. Right. I do. I was curious. Okay. <laughs> in the moment when I saw this, I wrote down, hmm, suspicious. <laughs> but having seen the whole episode, I mean, you know, I mean, he, it, it looks like he did get drunk. He was there, actually. So, yeah. Anyway, we get the Howard and KT scene. And then Charles really has to pee. So he uses President McKinley's toilet. Jerry grills up some kebabs. On his yeah, they didn't even acknowledge the kebabs. I know. <laughs> I thought they were going to say like kebab jokes. No, they didn't. <laughs> no, nothing. I, it's actually kind of funnier in that way. But uh, so he goes with some kebabs and he confesses to scaring Howard and Charles. I, I was concerned that maybe those kebabs were rat meat, uh, but it doesn't look like they are because he just cooks the rat hole later on. <laughs> so did you did you see that? No, I don't know if he was cooking there. I remember when he caught the rat, but he was cooking at home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah at the end of the episode, he just got a thing on a skewer. Uh, your, your... <laughs> he kills the rat, and he said, oh, you came on a good day. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Oliver says, I don't think I'll ever have a good day again. Anyway, uh, Oliver confesses to, f- to falling in love with Loretta, and Jerry informs him about what happened opening night via puppets. And then we go back to Charles, who accidentally flushes. Did you think that President McKinley was a goner here? So in my so in my head, I thought this toilet wasn't actually operational. Oh. So I was like, 
Oh, he just got dumped in with Charles's pee. Uh, I, <laughs> hopefully, he's all right. <laughs> but I, 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 I didn't know. I, I thought he would die from being in. I, I don't know if Fisk can live in pee. I'm sure well, he would I live for some time. Yeah, I don't think he'd I die think. immediately. So I, I, I just thought he was in with his pee. I, well, I didn't know this actually worked, but it looks like it actually did work. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I mean, it was it actually flushed, and it you know went down drain. So then the the tub is you the tub is the water. That's right. In and the, in the bowl. The yeah, exactly, exactly. So because the, the way that the toilet works is the water that's in the tank is what flushes out the water that's in the bowl. So when Charles peed in the bowl, the water of the tank basically moves into the bowl while the water in the bowl moves yeah. out of the toilet altogether. Plumbing is already an amazing thing. It is. <laughs> but like to me a toilet is so fascinating how it works and it's for amazing. the most part as long as you don't have a pump in your house without electricity yeah, i know like i have had power issues yep. recently yes, i've had power go out today <laughs> even hopefully this doesn't happen during the recording but guess what still works my toilet <laughs> exactly. and the water that's amazing anyway it is amazing okay so uh Mabel and Tobert confront Jonathan about Dr. C. He didn't want to be the lead, but how it was Howard's dream. So you know, please don't tell Howard that I didn't want it. It's a lot of anxiety. And so because I was so anxious about it, I called Ben's doctor and he gave me the leading man cocktail, which is the same as what Ben had to help with the anxiety. I don't remember all that's in there. I think it's beta blockers, uh, is it Propecia. Tea, Definitely. Tea or something. Oh yeah, H HGH human growth HGH, hormone, a yeah. steroid, and uh, and a little uh, just a dash of meth. And I love that. <laughs> the thing is about meth. Yeah, I, I guess maybe cocaine has this outlook of like you know rich business people take it, but like I, the meth's outlook is like it's a bleak one. I don't know anyone that casually yeah. does meth. Right, right, right. <laughs> Just a dash of it, but Just anyway, a little bit of that. This is supposed to help with his anxiety, and this seems to satisfy Mabel and Tobert that uh, Jonathan is off the hook now. <laughs> so, anyway, President McKinley is alive, and Charles thinks he's found an intercom, but it's not an intercom; it's a fog machine, plugged in and loaded up and ready to go. So on it goes, and the room fills with fog. What a death! <laughs> Jerry lays out the whole story for Oliver with his puppets. KT gets to direct Howard. So Howard gets to act, and KT gets to direct. Howard's acting out Gideon's final monologue, because that's how you take care of Gideon. You don't sweep him away. You include him by doing his final monologue here. Now see, I when the scene was going on, I was like, are you really including him? It seems like you're taking his job. Because right? <laughs> I wouldn't including him be like, I guess he wouldn't do a monologue in that case. He would just pick a scene where he's interacting with someone and just be the other person. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's more inclusive than just taking his lines. Yeah, I that's agree. That's more replacing. I, I I think that the idea here is that you're just you're paying him. Homage. You're embracing you're, him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, Charles records a video and realizes that he has his Jimmy keys. The video is pretty funny. I will. I will admit the video is pretty funny, and then he realized because I don't know. I, I mean, obviously not to this extent I haven't been locked out, but sometimes I'm like, I, I'm faced with what I feel is a difficult problem mm -hmm. or like situation. Like, no, I'm not going to do this. Yeah, Darren, yeah. it's going to be rough. And then after a little bit, I go, wait a second, actually, I can just do this. And it's <laughs> very easy. And it turned out it was very simple. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I will say that I like that they acknowledged why he couldn't use his cell phone because they, uh, you're right. I didn't even think about it yeah. like, at all in the moment, but they did acknowledge it, which is good because. It's a very good point to yeah. before you start. I guess I hadn't questioned it because he didn't go. He he, he didn't start saying how he was going to die, but right, he did right. say that in the scene. So yeah, I just had a conversation today with someone about how they really like to go back and watch like eighties movies and figure out how a cell phone would just destroy the movie. <laughs> no, that's actually so true. So, I know. Oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. So it's anyway, it's pretty cool. Um, so I'm glad that they acknowledge that he can't use his cell phone. But next, Jerry convinces Oliver that he needs to choose what's important to him. We already talked about that. Charles busts out of the, uh, the smoke room and finds Mabel and Tobert. Tobert goes to find him a drink, and Mabel tells Charles how annoyed she is with him and Oliver, and then breakup scene to the end. So there you have it. That is the summary.
that's a wrap on that. It is. Hopefully, we don't get more of that. I want more of. I want more of better episodes. <laughs> that episode before was pretty good. Let's get more it was of that. Pre- it was pretty good. It was pretty good. And I, I mean, I, I, more Loretta, I, more Ben. These are those welcome things. I think we're gonna get it next episode. Do you know the title of next episode? No, I don't. Cobro. Hmm. So I think well, I, I think we're gonna get some best. So all right. So Kurt. Let's check the time. Well, with the oh, TV time. Yes, it is. Ain't no time like a TV time. Kurt, I believe that the audience, uh, the the users of TV time, gave us a five out of five. What do you? I I agree with that. And they did seventy percent. Gave it a five out of five. What do you think about the uh, character rankings? Well, rank, rating or rank. Yeah, I'll rank. tell you. I think that uh, I think the people said Mabel. I'm, I'm going with Mabel there. Um, I had written down that you said Charles, but in this conversation, you've talked me out of it. I think you said Oliver. I think people said Mabel. You said Oliver. You got I, me correct. I also said Oliver. Yes, I did. Okay, whatever. I, I, I will tell you, I would have voted for Jerry if I could have. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what did the people say mabel they did 83 percent of mabel <laughs> Mabel's just a default vote <laughs> yeah so what, yeah yeah i mean and the biggest takeaway i give it to oliver that i thought about it the, the second place i'd give it to is probably is mabel i think mabel's mm-hmm. compelling i agree she, she basically decides i'm done with this crew but it yep. seems like i mean before she decided that it looked like oliver and charles had already decided that they're done with each other uh, what makes me pick Oliver more than Mabel is his character seems, at least to me, more complex. He's keeping secrets, yep. right? He, he including his heart attack, which I'm annoyed that they haven't really been touching on that as much. <laughs> we know. already went over that annoyance. Yeah. So we got a lot of personal stuff we know with him that's going on, mm-hmm. and it seems he's made the decision to, in a way, cover up a crime. Yep. Absolutely. Crime. So I think it's really compelling. It's really interesting. Unless he's right. And Greg is actually the killer. He could be, but I, I, I don't think he's saying that because he thinks he's right. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. 100%. Maybe he is. Yeah, I, d- Oliver definitely seems like the most complex character in the episode. He's got the most, uh, I don't know, in- inner um, turmoil. He's got he's got the most oh. conflict. He's uh, he's got the most secrets. Mm-hmm. He he does, and, he's and that isn't. To- Oh, go on. I was just going to say he's able to shift back and forth between hilarious and just like wretched. Uh, I know. The episode. So I, I think it's really good. The, and that's not to say Charles and Mabel don't have it. Like Charles had this whole, you know, thing with joy that kind of came mm-hmm. to, at least for now, we'll see if we get more on it to an end the last episode. I mean, he's still probably coming back from it. Mm-hmm. And Mabel definitely has the complications of, Having to leave the apartment, the stresses of that, mm-hmm. not actually having a real job, and you know, so she, she's, yeah, so they're 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 having their own issues and turmoil that they're going through. But yeah, I I think Oliver's is more interesting, and he has a lot more variety of it with like trying right. to show Loretta might be the killer, mm-hmm. and he's with their his heart yeah. attack. Yeah. yeah, certainly in this this episode, he's got the and, most yeah, quite yeah. Mm-hmm. I will also say this, that they have set up a, the, a pretty nice contrast between Charles and Oliver, because Charles, when faced with the possibility that mm-hmm. his lover was uh, the killer, confronted her. Uh, it took true. him a while, but he he also he came clean to them right away, right? Mm-hmm. He clean, yeah. came clean to Mabel and Oliver right away, and he confronted Joy eventually. Um, Oliver hasn't done either of those things, so it is interesting to see. Very telling. I'll say right yeah. now, if I, if I wanted to be in a relationship with one of the two, I'd pick Oliver. <laughs> Don't snitch on me. Fair enough. All right. You know what? I think it's time for us to do a little incident report. All right. Recap of all the suspicious activity and things that have happened. Dead Ben had a hanky. Ben got a phone call right before he was uh, fell fell down the elevator shaft. Uh, 
he loves cookies, but he can't eat them. Uh, there was a dressing room footage where Tobert and Mabel seemed to think that there was someone in the dressing room with him. I think it was cookies. Loretta and Charles wanted to wanted to play dead for their own personal reasons. He uh, Charles had said stay away from her and hit Ben. Loretta and Ben did fight on opening night. Uh, Jonathan was the understudy. Although uh, uh, some of these things, I can I think we can just kind of dismiss at this point. Like I'm not going to bring Jonathan. up. Yeah. I don't. I'm not going to bring up Jonathan was the understudy anymore. I'm not going to bring up um, that Charles hit. Ben or said stay away from her anymore. This is the last you'll hear me say those things. Um, Dickie was very eye rolly with Ben in the first couple, uh, first episode. Um, he also ended Tobert's contract. Ben had clean blood in the autopsy. Kimber has that anti aging serum. Do you want to keep talking about that or no? Mm, nah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's anything either. All right. Uh, Joy fixed Ben's makeup. Do we want to keep talking about Joy or no? Okay. <laughs> no. How about no, that? Uh... Is their own personal bias now, though? Like it, it, maybe, but no. Yeah. See, right. that would be interesting if it was Joy. Yeah, it would be. It maybe. Oh. So, um, what about uh, the fact that Howard has keys to the theater? Do we want to keep track of that? We can keep track of Howard. I don't think they've put a yeah. Well, I, I think I that that's fine too. Uh, he's also obsessed with Moses Morris from State Farm. <laughs> Maybe we didn't hear got, about that this episode. No, we didn't. But uh, Donna did say it's a hell of a way to reopen a play. So there's some motive for Ben Ben's resurrection. Uh, we've got effing pig written on the mirror. We've got uh, Doctor C. Can we put a pin in him, or do you think uh, we got to keep track of that? Yeah, I'm not too worried about Doctor C. I'm not either. Uh, Loretta's scrapbook. There was no meth in the autopsy. KT's door was locked. Uh, we've got the handwriting match between the mirror and what was in the scrapbook. And we've got this shredder. So the new stuff in this episode, there was no meth in the autopsy. What do you think about that? Actually, you know, I, I, I didn't really try to internalize that thought too much. Yeah, I was just like, yeah. okay, interesting, noteworthy. No meth wonder, and no I, poison. I wonder if he passed out from a lack of doing medication, if he was too used to taking meth and stopped. Yeah. Does that make you just pass out and then die, potentially? I have no idea. I, I, I wouldn't then, think so if it was just a dash. Yeah, because I, I think the poisoning makes more sense. Uh, well, then the other question is, is Jonathan lying? Like, Does he have reason? Is Jonathan lying, to... or did the person who did the autopsy lie? For that matter, oh, you know what? Where are they getting the information that his blood was clean? I mean, I'm sure that the uh, I'm sure the know. coroner didn't give it right to them. So who told them? I bet Dicky. Mm. Dicky seems unreliable to me. So oh yeah, yeah, screw Dicky. He's a killer. <laughs> All right. What about uh, the fact that KT's door was locked? I've already gone on record saying that I think that somebody's in there shredding something. That makes sense. That's someone starting something. I mean, but I, I guess the question that goes because I, I didn't notice it, but the camera shows the shredder specifically. What were they shredding? So, who would be? I guess it depends on who we, who we think uh, is doing the shredding, and it depends on. What do we want that, the producers then? That's what or I'm thinking. Is one of the producers? I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, could, could be Dickie. Could be one of the producers. I, those are my guesses as to who was in there shredding. Oh. What they were shredding, I have no idea. I wonder if it's like, perhaps it's some domino in the chain that led to his poisoning. Or maybe even just unrelated, but just like, for example, we're not blaming Charles for killing him. At least mm -hmm. not right now. But he did punch him that night. So was someone doing something in that room that perhaps wasn't like directly killed them but it, it just also happened that night similar to right punching him i don't I, i'm I, trying to think why anyone would be shredding i i, I don't know i you know what? Here, here's here i'll just throw this out there maybe adoption papers adopting who uh dickie who? being adopted by ben oh friend. yes okay okay so maybe that maybe it was ben shredding them because he didn't want loretta to have any kind of connection with with uh dickie Mm, that might be why they're feuding so badly. Yeah. That could be. 
Could be. Okay. Uh, and then what about the handwriting? What do you think about the handwriting? Yeah. I I don't even include that in my thought process because the show gave it to me. The show gave it to you that it was Loretta's handwriting? That they matched the handwriting like that. But who, but do you think it's Loretta's? I don't. I think it's Madden's. I don't. I, I don't think, think that scrap Loretta. of paper it said that that was a list of people who were going to be receiving comp tickets. Oh, really? On, um, I think it was opening night or opening preview or something. Um, but it was not. It was it was just a list of people receiving comp tickets. Uh, so I I think those were I think that was Ben's handwriting as well. So I think Ben wrote the effing pig on the mirror and wrote this list of comps. It is after all in the Ben scrapbook, or I should, true. Dick, the Dicky scrapbook. The Dicky scrapbook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there you have. It. I don't know. That's where I'm at. So having said all that, anything else you want to add to the suspicious activity? Uh, to, I I just also wrote down Sherry pretends to be Gideon. I don't know if Gideon's gonna matter. Oh much more, yeah, but if it's noteworthy that he pretends to be Gideon and lives in the theater, he already saw the one. You know, he saw Charles punching him. I don't know if he's seen more information. Right. But keep it in mind yeah. that there's a remember. It reminds maybe maybe he was in the office, Kiki's office. Uh, Why did he lock the door? What was he doing in there? No clue. But he's around. He kind of reminds and, me of Merv or Mar- Marv, Merv, from what? From no, the the fans, the podcast fans. Oh, Jerry. Yeah. Marv, Merv, whatever his name I was. I can't remember what it was. Oh, fans. The fans yeah. were really meta. I need more meta jokes. They they had it earlier this season. I love the meta jokes. I know. <laughs> All right. So then, who are your prime suspects? I'm I'm going to list four this time. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm well, taking no, Howard. You can't do four. Why not? I mean, you can, but like next time I'm gonna list ten. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Uh, oh, sorry. When I st- when we started the season, I was listing like five. I know, I know. Yeah, that's true. But, but, oh, it's early on. Why not? But now we're nearing okay. closer and closer. So my top you, two haven't changed. Tight. I'm still on Dickie number one and Tobert number two. As are mine. Okay. I have changed my number three for Max. I have as well. I've, I've dropped Howard off my list. Mm-hmm. So who did you put number three? Well, who did you, you put three and four? Tell me your number three first. My number three, I put accident. Oh, yeah. I told you to put accident. Yep. Yeah, but that's a separate list thing. Yeah, yep. that's fair. Yep. Okay. And my, num- oh, oh, you want to do your list? No, and my, num- my number four, I think that the police already have their man and it's Greg. <laughs> no, that would be... <laughs> That would also be pretty funny. I, I would be give great. them a lot of credit for that. I would too, actually. That'd be really sick. That'd be really sick. That we'll see. Yeah. Uh yeah, mine is Dickie Tobert and number three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll throw a dart. Why not? Joy. Joy? Oh, bring joy back. Interesting. We're, 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 we're going with the Charles doubly does it again. <laughs> Oh boy! Once more. Wow. All right. Interesting. All right. Well, that's all I've got to say about this episode. How about you, Kurt? That's all I have as well. Hopefully, we get a. I I look forward to Cobra. I I also do. I'm I'm hoping for good things there. So, folks, uh, while you wait for Cobra, why not check out our other series we have going on right now, The Old Man? We're just about done with it. We've in fact got we'll we'll be covering the season finale between this episode dropping and Cobro dropping. So uh, you can check that out. It's a great series. Uh, after that, we'll be starting something new, but we won't tell you what. Go back okay. in the catalog. Find the season season one and season two of Only Murders in the Building. They're there, and I think that uh, if you like Only Murders in the Building, you're gonna love the White Lotus and you're gonna love Mrs. Davis. So check those out as well. There's lots of other I, stuff in there yeah. too, but. I would say White Lotus is more on the drama end, less comedy. I would say Miss mm-hmm. Davis is more comedy. I guess I shouldn't say less drama. It's equal amount, but it's more um, mm-hmm. I, lack of a bit outrageous. You know, definitely. Oh, uh, things you wouldn't really see in our world. Absolutely. Maybe you will. Absolutely. And I'll plug the leftovers because it's my favorite series ever. So watch that, and we covered that as well right in the beginning, the the very first podcast ever that we recorded was the leftovers 
season one, episode one. So if you want to hear how our podcast has evolved, check it out. because <laughs> It's quite different now than it was then. Oh, don't watch episode. Skip into it a little. <laughs> episode three. I, I mean, I mean, I mean watch, watch the leftovers from episode one. Don't just skip yeah. into that. You'll get confused. Yeah. But yeah. the podcast. <laughs> we should redo those. I, I, I'm all for a rewatch of the leftovers. <laughs> anyway, all right. Doomed myself. <laughs> folks please feel free to email us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com five star ratings and reviews are appreciated uh, as our shares with your friends family co-workers and enemies and really anybody strangers fall into that category as well we, we'd very much appreciate that all right folks that's all i have to say except for one final warning before we let you go and that is don't feed hugh jackman after midnight Shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day.